0: What is up guys? Welcome to episode 44 of the Vitality Unleashed podcast. We are your hosts Coach Dylan and Coach Lauren and today for this level up Thursday we're talking about the perfect prep setup.
1: Yes and what we mean by that is things you can do yourself or that your coach will be doing with you to best prepare your body to undertake prep because prep is not something that is easy for you or easy on your body, your body's going to undergo a lot of stress. So it's very important that the stress is managed as best as possible and kept to a minimum as best as possible to reduce the inflammation on your body.
0: Exactly, guys. There is an optimal way to start a prep. Now, everyone's bodies can be slightly different, but overall, we're giving you the guidelines in training, nutrition, lifestyle on where you should be To have a good, very successful prep,
1: yes. So, let's start with training on the cardio side of things. This is a part that is very, very, very important. Your cardio needs to be low. A lot of people might think the opposite Oh, I'm going into prep, I need to start doing a ton of cardio. Absolutely not. You should not be doing a ton of cardio at the start of prep or before prep. Your cardio should be low because you're going to be increasing, increasing, increasing if you start doing a ton you're going to end spending your entire day on the treadmill. So not a good idea.
0: Exactly, guys. It's a minimum effective dose. So you would hope that you're losing weight, getting in good shape while doing as little cardio as possible. Because like Lauren said, it's going to take a lot of time. And it also just puts a lot of stress on your body. That's why a lot of young girls will see come to us who really, really struggle with bloating, really, really struggle with fat loss. A lot of these people are doing way too much cardio. That's actually a problem.
1: Yes. And the same goes for training. You don't want to be doing too much training, at least to where your body is not able to properly recover. Your training needs to be controlled. Your body should feel be feeling nice, fresh, strong before going into a competition prep, because let's be real, things are only going to go downhill.
0: Yes, your training also needs to be sustainable. So not just when it comes to the volume, but also just the amount of days you're training. You gotta remember your prep's like six months. So over this next six months, are you going to be able to train five days a week? Maybe you're like, oh, I don't know. At work, it gets really busy. These two months down the line, I I would probably have to cut it back to four. Then just train four days a week. Do something that you know you can keep consistent. It's gonna go a long way. And also going along the body feeling fresh, that's why uh, typically before you go into a prep, you don't go from pushing, pushing, pushing straight into a prep calorie wise. You typically go in a maintenance phase and that's a lot of times when your coach will pull back training days or pull back volume during your maintenance phase to make sure you are feeling fully recovered, ready to go for that prep.
1: Yeah. So if your body really is not feeling so good, you're not feeling recovered, you're not feeling, uh, you know, rested, then that could be a great time to implement something like a deload, really pulling back for a little bit, giving your body a little bit of a rest, getting ready for another hard push because it's going to be a hard push. So make sure your body's ready for it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Prep's going to be hard. So you really, I am a huge advocate for, uh, deloads, Prior to prep, just because we know your body's gonna be going under that much stress. And ideally, we don't want to have to deload during prep uh, more than we have to. So let's do it right before.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's what you need to do on the training side of things. Make sure cardio is low, training is sustainable, and that your body is feeling fresh, recovered, your strength is still increasing.
0: Hell yeah. Now, getting on to nutrition. The foundation of our nutrition goals here is getting your metabolism high. Getting it so your maintenance calories are as high as possible.
1: Yes, so metabolism high. How do you do this? Most importantly, you need to be in a growing phase or an off-season phase for a pretty damn good amount of time. Literally, some people think, oh, a couple months, a few months. It's not enough. It is not going to be enough. You need to be in off season for minimum twice as long as you were in prep, but pushing three to four times is going to be the best route for a lot of people.
0: Absolutely. Unless you're like an IFBB pro who's really borderline winning shows or an Olympian, you probably have a lot of growth to do, a lot of development to do. You're going to need more than six months, eight months to get that done.
1: Yeah, because everybody, no matter how well you do in prep, no matter how much you maximize everything, most people are at least going to lose a little bit of muscle in prep. So then think about it. You get out of prep the first couple months, you might just be working on gaining back the muscle that you lost and then building muscle from there. Like it takes time and then you have to prepare. Oh, well, I need to put on even more muscle in preparation for maybe losing a little next prep. So, if you're gonna actually come back to stage looking different, you've gotta have a lot of time to build.
0: This is why I'm pro at least a full, only competing every other year. That is why, exactly why I'm pro that.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And so with nutrition, some things you need to take into account here is also your body composition while you're pushing this food. We, I know we're saying we want your maintenance calories as high as possible, but not if you're getting too fat because you do want to start your body fat percentage. If you're a female, somewhere in the 20% to 22% range for prep is ideal male something in the 14 to 18 percent range depending on who you are is ideal
1: yeah especially if you're a new competitor like you genuinely don't have any perspective yet to how lean you actually have to get it's not just getting some visible abs it's not just getting you know a little bit of a shredded look you guys your glutes have to have lines like your entire body is fucking peeled and it's going to take a lot more weight loss than you might think If you have, okay, cool, you have visible abs, great, you can start prep. Like, that could be a good starting point when you have some visible stomach lines, visible lines everywhere in your body. But, yeah, like, you shouldn't be treating prep like a generic weight loss phase, you know, going from being overweight to being fit. It's going from being very, very fit already to being shredded.
0: Exactly, exactly. And with that, you also need to have your digestion in a good place. And this is going to be determined by training and nutrition, because if you're overtraining, your digestion may suffer from inflammation. But nutrition is an even bigger factor when it comes to this. You really want to make sure you're getting in enough fiber, getting in enough variety of foods where you are having regular bowel movements, not bloating, because I promise you, whatever you're having right now, it's just going to get worse when you get deep into prep.
1: For sure. Another huge thing is you want to make sure that you're having a pretty good amount of diversity in your diet already. And honestly, you should be trying to keep as much variety as possible throughout the entire prep. But especially in your off season, you do want to have a good amount of diversity. And this doesn't mean, oh, I'm eating a ton of junk food. This just means you're eating a wide range of different nutrients, different types of whole foods, a lot of different fruits, different vegetables, different 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 grains. A lot of different colors in your diet because as things do, you know, get dialed in, your nutrient deficiencies are going to start going up. So it's important to try to keep things as dialed in as possible on that side too.
0: Yeah, and a big indicator that your metabolism isn't a good place, you're eating enough food for prep, is where if you can get into a twenty to thirty percent below maintenance calories, and your protein is still. 1 to 1.3 grams per pound of body weight up, maybe even upwards of 1.5. Uh, and then your carbs are plenty high and your fat is still a solid 30% of your diet in a healthy range. Men, I would say anywhere from 60, 60 to 75 grams of fat, uh, females a little bit higher than that. If you can sit there starting prep, your protein's in a good place, and then you have enough carbs where your calories are pretty high, I would say ideally over three thousand calories, then you're fucking smashing it.
1: Yeah, exactly. You do want to pay attention also to just how your body is responding once you do drop into a deficit. If you have to immediately drop your calories super low to even lose weight, that's an immediate an immediate sign that your body's just not quite ready for it yep. yet. If you're like, oh, I dropped my calories to 1800, I'm still not losing weight. Oh, I dropped to 1600, I'm still not losing weight. It's going to be a really, really rough ride. There could be something wrong internally if your metabolism is in a good place. So... It's always something to look into and it's yep. super important to pay attention to how your body is responding
0: yep and that's why that maintenance phase before prep is so important because it's really trying to cement wherever your maintenance is really trying to make sure that that's cemented into your body your body's like okay this is our maintenance before going into that prep to try to fight off reactions like that
1: 100 all right let's talk about the most important part now your lifestyle this is so 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 important and often overlooked a lot how much prep is going to impact your everyday life it's not oh i'm gonna do this here and there anymore i'm gonna cheat sometimes i'm gonna go out that's not a thing anymore prep is quite literally gonna be your life for the next six months so you got to be ready for that you got to be ready to probably sacrifice a little bit of your social life and change things up you're not going to be going out to eat anymore none of it
0: yeah you're not going to be drinking either guys sobriety you're not sober drinking. you got to be sober during prep if you have no self-control if you can't not drink for six months then sorry bodybuilding isn't for you competing isn't for you
1: pick up some weed as long as you can control your munchies there's no problem with weed but alcohol does need to be avoided 100 percent.
0: yep absolutely and of course with this you also need a healthy relationship with food because of course so many competitors will be First-time competitors will come to a coach and be like, "I want to get shredded. I really want to look good." And it's literally just because they want to look good. They don't actually care about competing. They don't care about the pushing themselves. They don't care about the accomplishments. They just want to look good. They just want to get shredded. And they're like, "Oh, I know. If I say it's for a bodybuilding competition, it's going to work." But then in reality, the relationship with food probably sucks, and that's just going to get worse. Yes,
1: immediately. No, it's so obvious. I can tell right away when someone's in it for the wrong reasons. That's why we don't throw people right into prep. We make them go through a fucking reverse phase first, typically, as long as they need it, of course, but they're really going to show you here, oh, well, when you're not in this fat loss phase, are you going to be taking it seriously? Like, and if they're not, then we're not fucking putting them into prep.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. That's like... Some you know, of course, some competitors, some people are like, oh, I want to compete in 2025, 2026. I'm like, yeah, right now we got some serious work to do. (laughs) Being able to track food, being able to stick to your plan, not binge eat. These are all things they need to be in order. You need to have a good relationship with food before you get into prep. It's only going to get worse.
1: Exactly. And I love that. I love when people say, oh, like I want to start now just getting everything in control, but I don't want to compete for a few years. Like that is awesome. And that is like the ideal setup. So many, people think well I don't want to compete till 2026 so I'll get my coach in 2026 like it's not the best way to go about it
0: yeah, because realistically, you're probably you've probably been like, oh, I'm trying to diet, I'm trying to bulk, and then your calories never got over seventeen hundred for the past three years, and then I'm like, well, sorry, you wanted to compete in twenty twenty six, but it's April now, and it's going to take us six months to reverse you. So, guess you're competing twenty twenty seven because you waited so long.
1: Yeah, exactly. So make sure you are doing things as far in advance as possible, and if you genuinely can't afford to hire a coach first off there's so many resources online where you can educate yourself on how to do this second off if you can't afford a coach you probably just shouldn't be competing it's yeah. not it's not a very it's not a cheap sport
0: yeah and you're not going to get any money from it you don't win any money from no. winning shows i would definitely recommend don't compete if you don't have a coach especially your first time yeah competing. just do a cut yeah, there's just so much shit that you just aren't aware of. You won't know. You're going to make so many mistakes along the way. I just wouldn't do it if you don't have a coach.
1: Yeah, you're probably going to cost yourself so much more money just with all the mistakes that you're probably going to be Sad. making than you ever would, you know, just paying for a coach, buying the bullet. It's going to save you yeah. so much money and so much time. Your time is valuable. Your time is worth money. So just make it. A lot easier on yourself and hire a good coach.
0: Yeah, and if you can't afford a coach, you probably can't afford blood work, and then you can't pay attention to your health markers, and then it's just going to be even
1: worse. Yeah, guys, be ready to pay for, like, an $800 bikini,
0: so... Holy shit, yeah. Women women got it even worse than men, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: hair and makeup, another $300. Like, it's, it's crazy, plus just all the appointments, like, getting ready for the show. Yeah absolutely crazy and so
0: of course you need just in general a good enough schedule to fit bodybuilding yeah. into your life because you need to be able to fit in let's just say two hours of cardio a day at some point plus your hour and a half gym session you need to be able to fit in twelve thousand steps if you can't fit these things in then you're gonna have problems you're like oh sorry i work 16 hours uh six days a week probably going to be really hard for you to be able to prep you're not going to get sleep you're not like you're just going to have to sacrifice too many things where right? I'd be like, okay, you're not in a position in your life to compete right now.
1: Exactly. And one thing that cannot be sacrificed to get your extra cardio in is sleep. You cannot yep. be sacrificing your sleep to go to the gym. That is not that is not an option. That is going to cause you so much more harm than it will good. You're probably going to get more out of just getting the sleep than you will from the cardio. So. You cannot be sacrificing your sleep. You need to be prioritizing good, good, good sleep hygiene and still have enough time to get your gym session and your cardio, your posing. It's going to, the longer you're in prep, the more time consuming it's going to get near the end. It can be, it can take up half of your day.
0: Oh yeah. Like easily, easily half your day because yeah, wake up in the morning, fasted, cardio, then you posing. go to the, Yeah, posing, you go to the gym. Then guess what? You got to work nine to five because you actually woke up at 5 a.m. to be able to do your cardio posing. And you get gym home session. and you
1: have 8,000 more steps you need to get. Like it yeah, can be very time consuming. Cardio. Yeah, so make sure you have a pretty good schedule where you can allow hours every single day for prep. It is not something that's just, oh, I'm going to go to the gym a few times a week. No, yeah. I've got a meal prep too.
0: Yeah, I would say if you give yourself five, four, four or five hours a day and you did a proper off season, your metabolism's in a really, really good place. Your body composition's in a really good place. You could probably pull it off with that. Uh, but the worse starting place you are, the more time you have to give to it during prep and the harder it's going to be.
1: Yeah. And realistically, you're going to want a little bit of time for yourself too. You're going to be so fucking drained. And you know, if that's the thing that has to go, that's the thing that has to go. But ideally you'll have a little bit of time for yourself as well for self-care.
0: Yep. 100% guys. We got anything else to add on this?
1: Nope. That's it. That's really the overview of nutrition training and lifestyle setup for an ideal prep. So implement these things. Make sure you have them all in check. Listen,
0: just make a checklist with these. Check your boxes. If you're checking all these, you're in a good place. All right.
1: Peace out. All right. Peace.